Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guest. And, you know, I usually have that song, Tycho Drums, that music. But for some reason, it, it's they changed the system. It disappears. So I, I don't have a theme song right now. And I know that song was just a drum beating. And it was it was nothing sounded great. But I, I always liked it. It was like my security blanket because it would sit there and I would let it go for five seconds. And I would get it going. But now I got to go straight. No, no music. And uh, that's about it. It's weird because, you know, if you think of, send me an email, cooper, coopertalk.net. If you think of what kind of song I should have, like, should I have a heavy metal song? Because I've been listening to serious radio a lot and I love Hair Nation, which is weird. I love the channel Hair Nation. I love First Wave. And then there's some hip hop, old hip hop show, which I don't even know why. I'm not even a hip hop fan, but I see these songs by like, you know, Chuck D and all this stuff, and I always listen to it. So anyway, send me an email. Tell me what kind of songs you would like. And uh, we have a great guest today. I hit him up on Facebook. I, I I saw his name. One of my friends, I think, had mentioned him or he had been in a strand. I think it might have been Kathy Ladman. I'm not even sure. But I saw the name, and I, as you know, I watch a lot of TV, and as soon as I saw his name, I knew the name. And his name, it's Fief Sutton. How you doing, Fief? Hello, hello. Good. No, I, I saw your name, and I know from watching TV for all the years that because it's a your name is P H O E F that I would see that in the credits, especially because I was a big Tears Pe- fan. People do remember it. Yes, it's uh, uh, people, and a lot of people think, "Oh, God, you know, I, I wrote for Cheers," and uh, I've had a number of people come up and you know, say to me, "You know, I thought it was so great that a woman was writing for Cheers because you can't tell whether it's a man or a woman." So I, I guess that's good. I guess that's good. Now, how did you get a nickname? I mean, because I know you. You know, I, I, I wish I had a great, a great story about it. My brothers just started calling me that before I could talk. I have two older brothers, and and it stuck. And every, anybody who knew me called me Fief. Even my parents called me Fief. And my real first name is Robert, but uh, nobody ever called me that. Um, and I can tell when when I get phone calls from. Uh, uh, People I don't know, uh, uh, you know, courtesy calls because they always ask for Robert Sutton. I think ah, he's not home. Yeah. <laughs> he's not home. Exactly. It's like everyone calls me yeah. a thief. You know, yeah. it's a telemarketer. When I yeah. So I never, I never changed my name uh, legally, but uh, I have, uh, I have always been gone by thief. Uh, now, when you were a kid. Did you? What? At what point did you come for this? Because you've not only written TV, you've written screenplays, you've written books you've written theater you've written everything yeah so yeah, as a kid yeah. were you a voracious reader or did you watch tv or yeah, how did you yeah start? Well, i watched tv a lot i watched a lot of tv and i didn't really think of myself i didn't i i, I didn't know that i was going to go into writing comedy for television because i didn't know what that was really although i did watch the dick van dyke show a lot and uh that's a good that's a good uh you know it's actually a lot like the dick van dyke show it really is um, but I read, I read a lot of, uh, you know, short stories, Alfred Hitchcock short stories, the Alfred Hitchcock collections, the, you know, I read a lot of H.P. Lovecraft, I read a lot of Richard Matheson, I read a lot of weird stuff, uh, uh, you know, dark horror mystery type stuff. And the, uh, uh, I watched comedy, I watched, uh, Big Van Dyke show, I watched Get Smart, I watched, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, and somehow or another, all those things blended together in my mind, and, and, and then I've, I've at a very young age, I, I decided I wanted to be a writer, I didn't know what that meant, but, you know, I didn't really have a, I wasn't, it wasn't that I wanted to be a great writer, I just wanted to be a writer, you know, so I wrote short stories, and I sent them out to, you know, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and Playboy, and, 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 uh, Ellery Queen Mystery Magazine, and I got a, a huge bulletin board full of rejection slips. I never got one accepted, but I s- just got used to writing. So when I was in high school, I just wrote all the time, and I've written all the time ever since. What kind of genre did you write when you were younger? Was it all, I mean, certain selector? Was it the mystery stuff? It, it, was, it was mystery and horror, um, and, then I, and then I was in theater. I, I was an actor in, in theater, so then I started writing plays, and... Uh, with plays, I, I wrote more comedy because I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to write a horror play, right? Um, and uh, um, that that came kind of naturally to me, and I I, I found that I've had a facility for writing dialogue, and I, I was you know I was in a lot of the plays I wrote, of course, because I was in college and high school, and and how many people you can't get anybody to be in your play, so you have to be in it, um, and so I learned the the, the what it's like to get a laugh from an audience and not get a laugh from an audience, and I learned the rhythms and the timings of it so that when I uh, so that when I started writing for TV, 
I had a lot of experience, at least of my own, in uh, in in writing. Yeah. Now, you, I know you went to James Madison. Uh-huh. Now, where did you grow up? I grew up in, I was born in Washington, D.C., and I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia, which is very much just, you know, your typical suburban type place. Right of the bridge. Any, anybody grew up in the suburbs, that was it, you know. So, I, you know, I rode my bike everywhere. I, uh, you know, disappeared in the woods and built rafts on the creek and, and all, all those things that my parents, they were, I, I would be arrested for if I was a parent now, <laughs> um, but it, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a cool, it was a cool place to grow up. It, uh, you know, since then it's it's become actually nicer, um, but uh, it was a, it was a, it was a nice place to grow up, and uh, I, I was, uh, you know, I had I had a lot of uh, time to myself, you know. So you were a theater major at James Madison? I was a, they didn't have a theater major, so I was a communication arts major. Okay. Which is actually kind of interesting because it was the it was the the journalism and the theater department were one were together. So it's actually a, a good experience. That's actually kind of an interesting mix. So a lot of the a lot of friends I had, you know, were in journalism. Barbara Hall who writes for who does Madam Secretary and uh has written for God knows how many shows. Um, she was in 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 on the on the college newspaper, and I wrote some for the college newspaper too. But I was mostly in theater. Now, as you're writing theater in college, and you're you know acting a little bit on it, and I know you got some. I think you got some award when you were in James Madison. I I, I won the Norman Lear Comedy Playwriting Award um, for a play, and uh, and and yeah, <laughs> I don't think they usually gave it. To, I don't think it ever given to undergraduate before. So, because my college was kind of odd in that, in that it did student, it nurtured student playwrights, although it didn't have a graduate department. So there were, you know, all these undergraduates writing plays and getting them put on, getting them put on the main stage, getting them put on the experimental theater. It was great. Um, uh, so yeah, I won the Norman Lear Award for comedy playwriting. So I, and and then that that sent me out here when I was like. You know, nineteen. I mean, it was just ridiculously young. Did you have to come out here to get the award? Is that what happened? Or uh, well, I, I, the 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 award was you got to write an episode of the Facts of Life. Okay. So I believe that was the only award. <laughs> there was no monetary uh, award. <laughs> did he didn't get paid? And, and you didn't get course, paid for the actual episode. They didn't. Did they, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, I mean, they did. They did. But I. So I went out, and and you know, they didn't know what they, the the show didn't know what the hell to do with me. I was just some kid that <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I you know, and I had to you know pitch ideas for shows. I had no idea what that meant. And so I, you know, I watched the show, and I and I and I and I pitched an episode that was like one that they had done and they said well that's good but that's like one that we have done <laughs> so uh i i i don't know if they ever i don't think they ever did an episode of mine but they you know gave me the opportunity and all that but i you know, I, was, I was way too young to to even begin to to take advantage of it you know i um now when you went back to college did the upperclassmen think like oh oh who who's this guy? I mean, were they were they irritated because I mean, you just said you're like no underclassmen really wanted. Seniors must have been like, who's this? Who's this? Who's this thief kid? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They they definitely had that <laughs> attitude. Um, but you know, it was a small school, and and everybody kind of pulled together, and uh, it was uh, it, it was it was nice. It was nice. And I, I you know, I so I did I did a lot of uh, plays. The main the main the main thing that I got from it was just the experience of like I said, you know rhythms telling jokes all that you know now when you when you graduated mm-hmm. what was your path did you sit there because you you had got that award so you came out to tv but your tv experience didn't seem like it was anything it great wasn't, it, wasn't, it like, wasn't great <laughs> uh actually actually when i came out also when i came out the actors were on strike so the, sh- the show wasn't even together okay and uh it was it was i, mean, I remember being in a in, in a hotel room in the dunes hotel on 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 Hollywood Boulevard. I okay, think. <laughs> I think it's still uh, there. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, watching. You know, children shouldn't play with dead things in the middle of the night and being terrified. Um, but uh, yeah, that that then I. But my my goal at that time was to be a, a teacher. I wanted to teach college in writing or theater or whatever, and so I went to graduate school at the University of Florida, 
and um, that was I. The, the, I was not particularly happy there. That, that was, I was said that that was the that was the rest of the faculty from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> all the all the teach all the professors were miserably unhappy and 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 you know and, and my undergraduate's college but that was not the way it was. Uh, that everybody seemed rather rather well adjusted. But this for whatever reason this was just a a nightmarish place so I, I i quickly realized that that you know being a teacher was not a guarantee of happiness so i left i left i met my wife there and but but i i left um college after a year uh, graduate school after a year i didn't get my master's and uh tried to move to new york for theater or for that or just yeah yeah there was a there was a i, I re- i'd written a play and there was a director named Ulu Grossbard, who was a major director at that time, and and uh, had directed a few movies. Did the subject was Roses, I think, and Straight Time, I think. And he really liked the play, and and he it, it looked like he was going to put it on, and it was going to be you know on Broadway. It was going to be a Broadway play. It was a you know big big deal, right? And it just sort of went away. It just sort of he just sort of lost interest, and and so I met with him a bunch of times in his office, and 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 you know I could sort of taste it and feel that it was going to happen, and then it just sort of went away. So that must I mean that must be a hard feeling because you're young, and it's I mean, and it's just such a because it's Broadway, as you said. Yeah, it's Broadway. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's surprising how often that happens, though. <laughs> you know how often. You know, you, you get the feeling that ah, this is going to be, the, you know, this is, you know, this movie is going to get made or the show is going to get put on, and and it just goes away. It just doesn't happen. I I I, I was in in retrospect, I'm I'm grateful that I had that experience early on because I would I would repeat that experience <laughs> again and again and again <laughs> throughout my life. But at the same time, I also had obviously had. You know successes too, but um, the failures definitely outnumber the successes. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, but but then I uh, I I, could, I couldn't really get into New York. I couldn't I couldn't get a job. Couldn't get an apartment. And my my uh, brother was working for the Crown Books chain. Um, I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, there used to be one in Burbank, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they didn't have any stores in New York because I don't know the New York. Whatever they didn't didn't have any stores in New York, but they did have stores out in Los Angeles. So I figured, well, I'll try Los Angeles. I'll try Hollywood. So I moved out to Hollywood with my wife, and we had an apartment on off Franklin and El Cerrito Place. And um, I, um, you know, got a job in a bookstore. My, me and my wife got jobs in bookstores, and uh, you know, I just worked there for three years. You know, was able to have a job get in a little apartment and uh try and write uh screenplays and 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 spec scripts and all that so were you writing comedy spec scripts or what i mean what was your angle? yeah, what was, yeah what you well i i i wrote you know a thriller movies i suppose uh and and i i had no i mentioned barbara hall earlier she was writing for newhart at the time so and and she told me that what you do is you write a spec script, which means you write a sample script for a show. And then, you know, it goes around to other shows and you get a job. And I didn't really even know what writing for a television show was like or or I didn't really have any particular desire to do that because I didn't really, as I said, I didn't really, my, my entire knowledge of it was just from the Dick Van Dyke show. And that sounded kind of fun from that. But, so I I tried that. I wrote a spec new heart, and she helped me with it. And then I I wrote it, and I it it got into the office. It got into the new heart office. And then Barbara and everybody that she knew left the show. Okay. So it was in the office, but there was nobody who knew me from Adam there to read it. Three years later. <laughs> now were you still working at the bookstore during? The yeah. Studios? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was working at a bookstore, and I was working as a stage manager at a at an equity waiver theater. Uh, you know, I was just you know making making you know no no money. I mean, I I I went to the to the bank teller machine and I had thirty two dollars in my checking account. And my wife then I was pregnant, and we were you know this far from moving 
back home to live with my parents, which in those days was a terrible defeat. You know, now it's, it's, yeah, now it's, it's nothing. I was going to say that. It's so funny because I see it like people I know move, but like when I, I grew up in uh, New, where I grew up in New Jersey, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, you know, all of everyone who lived there neighborhood lived there for years. Yeah. And it was always like, you know, I'm like, I, you become home from college and then you sit there and you go, oh, can you believe such and such his son moved back with him? Because you're right, people back yeah, then didn't yeah, do it. If, yeah, you, if yeah. you were like, you could live at home until you were like 25. That was like okay. a cutoff. Yeah, maybe, maybe then. But I, I wouldn't even want to have one and done it then. I mean, I, I love my parents and all, but still, I mean, it would, yeah. it would just... Especially would, if you're married. You know? it's like, yeah, that's yeah, no, it, it would have been a nightmare. It would have been a nightmare. And but and, and then somebody somebody read the script. I don't know why. They, it was a slow day, I guess, in the office. They read the script. They liked it. They called me in. They took me to lunch. They said, we don't really have any openings uh, or any scripts available for you to write but it's a good script and so i you know i took that and the free lunch to heart (laughs) and um and i i sent it again to barbara's agent and i know with the not with the information that they they liked it at at newhart and he sent it around and he sent it to heidi perlman at cheers and heidi perlman read it and liked it um and then they, so they had me in. They had me in pitching at Cheers, which is, you know, that was, you know, the best show on the air. I what mean, season was it of Cheers? It was the third season. Okay, because I know the first season was very, like, got very low ratings, but people got liked it. Got very low ratings. Uh, it, was a, it was the last show in the ratings one week. Um, um, but it, it, NBC, in general, was doing terribly then, as it is now. Um, and, and that was the only show they had that got good reviews, and Grant Tinker liked it, and uh, they left it on. They, don't, they used to do that in those days. I mean, not very often, but still, they did do it in those Isn't days. Isn't that crazy? Because you've worked for a long time. Yeah. Like Now it's like you can see a show for like twice, and then you, you'd go, yeah. and you go, well, first of all, they may change the time slot, or you just go, yeah. hey, what the hell happened to that show? And, you go, and even when it's made, they have the episodes made, they just pull it. Yeah, and another thing that they used to do in those days was they would always rerun the entire season in the summer. So a lot of times people would find a show during reruns. So that then that 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 really happened with Cheers. I mean, it 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 when it was on when it was first on, nobody noticed it. But then in the second show, second airing of the shows, people watched it. It started to get, you know, it started to build in prestige anyway. And um, and then you know by the third year it was doing okay and Cosby was on in front of it and and so all that uh, you know must see Thursday night started started to started to build, but um, so I, I I was I had a you know opportunity to go in and pitch and cheers and I still didn't know how to pitch right I I, I still you know I worked to work to work came up with ideas came up with ideas came up with ideas and um, went in to pitch to uh, David. Uh, Lee, David Angel, and Peter Casey, who were then running Cheers, and um, they didn't like any of my ideas. They liked one tiny element of one, one almost one joke that okay. I had, um, and so they talked about that for a long time. And they talked, you know, hours and hours, you know, long. This was in this uh, in pre-production before the season had begun, um, and they didn't get it. I, I didn't. They didn't buy any of my ideas, but. I guess they liked me. I don't know because they asked me back, and this time when I went in, I went into with uh, Glenn and Les Charles, who were the um, the the creators of the show, and again, you know, talked and talked and talked to talked to talked to talked, and finally came up with an idea, and uh, I was sent off to write it. So I got a freelance Cheers, and um, I was over the moon. It was great. I I. I, I was you know I wrote it and um, um, and you know turned it in. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on staff then. I'm just a freelancer. Um, so I you know the, they go through the whole you know when it's in production they go through the whole week of production and they rewrite it and they change everything and they do this and that and that. But I don't know anything about that. And so I go to the show. I go to the show. I sit in the audience, and I'm watching the show, and they've changed everything. I mean, every <laughs> word is different, and I'm thinking, "Oh fuck!" You know, not, not, not that it's not, not that it's not that it's bad or anything, but I'm just thinking, yeah. I'm just feeling really bad for myself. <laughs> You're thinking they're like, they're not gonna, they change it. They must not like me. They change yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, I got to the last scene, and the last scene, oddly, was pretty much the same as as what I'd written. I mean, and particularly the last joke. Um. 
And just I thought, oh god! But I, but I, you know, so I went down on the on you know on the floor after it was over, and I was going feeling, oh god! I, I almost left without saying hi to anybody. <laughs> but they and they were great, congratulating me, great and great. And I realized, of course, that every episode. Not, later on, I realized that every episode gets changed completely right. during production, particularly if it's a, by a freelancer. And the fact that the that the structure stayed pretty much the same and the and the last scene stayed pretty much the same was actually, you know, a real vote of confidence. But I didn't know that. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I went away and I felt oh, I learned my lesson, you know. And I, I did a few more freelances. I actually did a couple of freelance new hearts. I did a freelance um, All Is Forgiven. I don't know if you remember that show. Uh, I did a freelance Mary with Mary Tyler Moore, the one where she was in... Uh, the one with James Ferrantino. And, um, so you're getting work. So I'm getting work. I'm getting work. I'm doing quite well. I mean, I'm, I'm all of a sudden, you know, I'm going from, you know, by having nothing to, you know, making about, if I can, if I can be so crass, making about, you know, $30,000, you know, a year, that year, which I thought was just more money than I could possibly imagine. Right. You know, it, 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 it was, it was, it was beyond belief. Um, so later on, that in, in the in the hiatus, they offered me a job on All Is Forgiven. But I was, you know, I I had a new baby. The new baby was just born. I um, I I, I liked working at home. I didn't take the job. I didn't take the job because I figured, well, you know, I'm making $30,000. How can you possibly make any more than that, you know? And in retrospect, now, All, All is Forgiven was another show that was produced by the Charles Brothers. It was produced by uh, Charles Brothers and Jimmy Burroughs. And I guess they probably thought, wow, you know, this guy's pretty ballsy. He's right. turning down an offer on, on, a, on this show because he wants to have an offer for Cheers. Right. Okay, well, we'll offer him a, a job on Cheers. <laughs> So they offered me a job on Cheers, and by then my agent called me up and said, "Are you crazy? You know, this is how much you make. This is, you know, this is the the gateway to whatever. This is what people do. They freelance for a year, and then they and then they and then they get on shows." And I realized that, and I thought, "Oh fuck!" You know, so I accepted it. So, in through pure ignorance, I, I, I you know, if, if I if I had if I had accepted the job on All Is Forgiven, which I certainly should have. I mean, right. my God, of course I should have. It, you know, that show was canceled after no time. I would have, you know, everybody who went on that show went on did great, but still, you know, it wouldn't have been Cheers because right. everybody, you know, they 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 wouldn't offer me a job on Cheers after All Is Forgiven just because you know you're kind of tainted in their eyes. So I got a job on on Cheers. So I went from you know from really having you know. $36 in my checking account to to being on Cheers. It was the, that was my first job. So that that's amazing. Job. Your first staff job was Cheers. Yeah, yeah, and I know yeah. you uh you won an Emmy very I mean you won two Emmys, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what was it your first year you got that Emmy? I mean No, or, no, 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 no. No, I I I well, was on the show for 8 years, which is a long time to be on a show. I mean, it's it's a long time to have a job in show business. Let me tell you, 8 years I appreciate it at the time, but I didn't appreciate it enough. It, it's it's completely wild to have a steady job, um, and I um, I you know I started off as a freelance as a as a staff writer, just as you know. In other words, I didn't even have a screen credit except for when I wrote an episode, and then later I was a story editor and then an executive story editor, and then in the fourth year I, w- I was on the show. I, I took over the show with Bill and Sherry Stein. You were the showrunner? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, uh, David Angel, Peter Casey, and David Lee left to do Wings. And this was uh, Kirstie's first year. And um, and I took over the show with Bill and Sherry Steinkellner. And so, and it was that year that I won the, 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 the Emmy for the show. And, and then I think not the year after, but the year after that, I won another Emmy for the show. What is that um, like? I mean, you go, you know, you sit there and you just said, you know, only five years before you had like $36 in your account and then you're at the Emmys and you're not only at them, you win, you're writing on the, the was, best show on TV. Well, it was great, especially because we, we, we would get nominated every year, but the show didn't win very often. The show won its first year. It might have won the second year, I don't know. But then it would always get nominated for everything and would never win anything. Uh, I think Shelley would win, but but Ted would never win. The show would never win. 
you know, Kelsey would never win. Uh, you know, so we, we were always like we, we would go to the to the party, but we wouldn't think about winning because right. you know we just you know Murphy Brown was getting the awards and the new shows were getting the awards and the you know the, in those days anyway the old shows you generally got an award when you first came on and then other shows got awards so I was I was totally surprised when when it was Milton Berle was presented wow. the award and he said <laughs> the award cheers and I thought fuck you know and it was it was great and I went up to talk and and of course immediately you know you are i didn't speak uh but but uh, uh one of my partners spoke and it, immediately you know uh, the second you know you, you, it's over you think oh fuck i didn't thank someone so i didn't thank someone so i didn't thank so and so and you get all kinds of shit for not thanking people and then you realize that, that w- winning awards is like the treasure of sierra madre it's just like it's good but it's also kind of cursed you know it is a lot of there's a lot of bad stuff bad juju that goes along with it i mean you know uh, you know, um, 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 BB would win uh, lots of times, and Kelsey would feel slighted because he didn't win, and and you know, uh, Shelley would win, and Ted would feel, you know, it 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 it's almost like it's almost more trouble than it's worth. Okay, it's almost more trouble than it's worth, but it's nice to have it on your on your shelf, no question. Um, and then yeah, no, so you know, so Cheers, you said you were so you win the Emmy, and you know, you're working on Cheers, and you're with him for eight years. Yeah, now. How did I mean? So what, what happened? Why did, did the show end when you left, or what did you decide? I to left leave? before the last year. I left just before the last year to go to a show with Bob Newhart. And if I had known it was going to be the last year, next year was going to be the last year, I would have stayed because you know you want to you want to send it off. But you know right. it looked like it was going to run forever, and um, uh, I had an opportunity to do a show with Bob Newhart, and I always loved Bob Newhart, so I. I I took it, and you created that show. Yeah, me and me and uh, Stein Keller. So how how did it, I yeah. mean did did that happen? Did, did a network come to you because you were on the heat of heat? Yeah, heat yeah. I mean, you know, they, they didn't really they didn't really poach from Cheers very much because they liked it working. They thought it you know it worked really well. So people tended to stay on Cheers, both the cast and the and the and the writers. But you know, yeah, we got an opportunity to to do another show and um and you know you, you get you get to the point where you've done every norm entrance you can possibly think of you know every beer joke you can possibly think of you know when you when you're doing a show and and, and you're doing a story and you've only done it twice you feel pretty good about right. it but the third time it's you know it's it's not it's a little much so uh so yeah i i uh, i went and did that and i you know i loved that I, I i thought it was a really good show the show with bob that we did but it didn't it didn't it didn't go. So it didn't, didn't go. It so didn't last a season and a half. Now, now that must be because uh, it's your it's your your creation, and you did, was that hard on you? Were you like? I mean, well, and, I it's, mean, and it's you from Cheers. It's Bob New. I mean, yeah, well, you're, no, it, you're touching it, gold. It, 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 it did. It did seem like a sure thing. It did seem like a sure thing, and I, so I was surprised when it didn't go. And it wasn't doing that badly. It, it was actually premi- it premiered the same time as Everybody Loves Raymond, and it did about whatever Loves Raymond does. But I think NBC, uh, CBS rather, at the time, was thinking, oh, you know, we're, we're too much of the old person's network. We, you know, they, they so they 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 wanted to youthen it, the network up and whatever for whatever reason they decided to to cancel the show. I, I, I and and when I, when I went to New York, you know, when we, we go to you go to New York to plead for the 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 show to get picked up again after the first season, and um, and we figured and we knew it was going to be canceled. But we figured, well, what the hell, we'll do it. We'll give it our all. So we went in and said, we're going to do a whole new show. We're going to change the format. We're going to change the supporting cast. We're going to just do a whole new show. It'll be great. And they said, no, no, we're still not interested. So we thought, well, at least we tried. Right. And we went back and, and you know, I went, f- flew back on the plane and went through the seven stages of grief. And I got home. And then the phone call came that they, they were picking up the show. But we had to do those changes. Right. So we suddenly had to do a completely different show. And 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 really I think what it came down to it was Les Moonves just couldn't canc- couldn't look Bob Newhart in the eye and cancel the show. So, you know, we only did about 6 episodes of it and uh, with with a new cast, you know, b- with Betty White and 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 um um a bunch of other people. But um it it uh it 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 didn't go anyways. And you know, it was a good show too. But it was it was odd because it was it was actually two different shows. 
<laughs> now, when you said you know you just when you'd gotten the job, you just written a few specs, and you weren't really sure about the writing. Well, I know after that, you, you wrote some screenplays. Yeah. Now, yeah. now in the time when you're doing TV, like in hiatus, were you writing screenplays then? Or how I would, did- I, you know, I, I, it was about I think about three years into Cheers experience because at first it's overwhelming. I mean, you're just doing it all the time. I mean, it's all you're doing. You know, you're you're because a multi-camera show, you know, you're there around the clock, you know, because they have the run through at like five or four in the, in the, in the afternoon. And then you rewrite the show. So you're there. I mean, you come in, you go, you're there from like 11 to 11 every night, every day, you know, you don't get, you don't get a home life. Um, but around three years in, I sort of thought, you know, I, I, I ought to think about what I'm going to do after this. And I'd always wanted to write for movies and so in the mornings <laughs> before I would go in I would go in for like an hour in my uh, uh, office at home and I would write and and you know I when I drive to work I would think about stories and all that sort of thing and and so I wrote a, a screenplay and it got me a lot of work it got me a lot of work because well, right? I sent it out and I, I know you wrote the fan yeah. Now, that was that's a little uh, different from your past writing. Yeah. Well, the, the screenplay that I wrote was a thriller. Okay. It was a, it was a thriller, and from that I got. Well, I mean, you, you understand that also when you when you're writing for movies, you write like dozens of drafts of dozens of movies that never get made. So, given that, I've written lots of stuff that you haven't seen. <laughs> but I did write um, Mrs. Winterbourne. Right. Um, which was based on a book by Cornel Woolrich, who a writer who I admire greatly and who was one of my, my idols when I was a kid. Now, how do you get the rights to do that? Like, like, how do you get the? Did you have to approach somebody? No, to get- I, I was hired. The, the production was uh, it was already going on. I mean, somebody already had the rights. Somebody already had the the somebody had already written a draft, um, and uh, so I was hired. I was hired on to an on existing thing it wasn't it it was just a kind of a coincidence that it was a he was a favorite writer of mine um and you know so i i and i wrote it and uh you know yeah and i wrote i wrote the fan again i was hired to write the adaptation of the novel the fan as a um as a as a work for hire and um i i didn't really I, I didn't really love writing movies, if only because it's just so you're you're just so much not the most important one in the in the group. You know, you're you're so much. I mean, as long as long as you're writing it, as long as you're writing it, and and you just you're just the only person that they've hired for it. They treat you great. They treat you wonderfully. And they're, oh, but as soon as they hire a director, and as soon as they hire a cast, you immediately drop down into the lowest. Uh, uh, Kind of below the guy that delivers the sandwiches. Okay, <laughs> um, and uh, you know you, they'll 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 fire you. And they, in in both those instances, I was taken off. Well, I mean, I I fulfilled my requirements as a writer on it. Then they hired another writer to to do that. Then they hired me again to do rewrites during the production, so that I was rewriting other people had what other people had rewritten from mine, <laughs> and it was very confusing. You know, I know. because I, I was thinking, you know, well, I got one idea for the character, but this is another. And I would do I go back to it or do i you know it's very confusing and that happened both times it's very strange um so i um i didn't really love writing for a movie i like i like the experience of writing a movie but and, and maybe if i had a a, a a you know a great relationship with the director or if you know i was directing it would be different but um it was sort of you know on tv you know you when you're the showrunner you're the one that makes the decisions. You're the the ultimate arbiter. You know, you're you're you know, TV is a writer's medium. I mean, you're you're you know, the directors are important, but it's the showrunner, the head writer, who has the last say in in what goes on. And uh, you know, I, it was it was just hard to make that adjustment in in writing for movies. Um, 
So after that, you decided to go back to TV. And when, and yeah, I decided to go back to was TV. Was it just something because you, you couldn't stand that median, or did you miss actually just the, oh, yeah, the interaction yeah. of the crew and yeah, being yeah, there and yeah, seeing yeah. it? Yeah, you miss, you miss you know, being there, being with the other writers, being with the uh, uh, cast, being with the, you know, having, you know, being able to decide, you know, what color the wallpaper is, what, you know, all the, all the little nuts and bolts that go into making of a, of a show, you know. Um, and uh, you know, being being the one who uh, who gets to say. Uh, so yeah. So then I went back, and I went back in in, but I went back in 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 drama. So I went back to I did Boston Legal. Was that was that something new for you to, for drama, or did you want to do drama, or yeah. did you sit yeah. there and go, well, yeah? Well, I mean, it, because I had written the screenplays, I think you know they sort of saw me as a you know somebody who could do both, and. Um, uh, and I, I did a, a number of drama pilots actually before then, but um, and then I was uh, David Kelly hired me at, on uh, Boston Legal. So what was that? Was that a big uh, transition? Did you feel something going from writing? You know, I, I gotta say, in all honesty, it is it, it isn't that different. I mean, I, I I feel kind of funny saying this, but you know, I've written I've written plays, I've written multi camera comedy, I've written one-hour drama i've written books i've written screenplays and they're more alike than they are than they are different they're still you know you're still writing scenes with people with interesting people who want things from each other and um uh you know it it, it's different in the in that you know when you're writing an hour drama the the scenes are much shorter um you don't have to, you know, do the entrances and the exits that you do in in multi camera comedy. You don't have to, you don't have to end with a joke. That that, that was the other thing. I, I I would, you know, because Boston Eagle was kind of a funny show. So I would, you know, I would do be coming up with killing myself, coming up with with blows as they call them. You know, final jokes right. in their scene. You know, and there was in other words when you say, you know. He's dead, Jim, or whatever. Uh, that you do a joke off that, and, and I realized you didn't have to do a joke; right. you could just do it. And I thought, well, God, this is so this is so easy. You know, <laughs> that'll save me three hours every day. Um, so, uh, and 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 scenes can be, you know, literally just the information conveyed. You know, um, you know, other scenes have to have more life to them, but but some scenes are that. And uh, so it was it was uh, it was it was kind of interesting. Um, and actually, it, it, in a lot of ways, it was much easier. Um, but uh, and 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 David Kelly, although he hired a lot of uh, comedy writers and drama writers together because he liked having both, he didn't really have any. He didn't really assign stories based on that. You know, I would get like, you know serious stories about the death penalty, and you know the other guy who was a uh, drama right. writer would get the, you know, the episode where. Uh, William Shatner was wearing a wetsuit you know, right. the whole thing and walking around <laughs> with flippers and and uh, you know he didn't really he didn't really worry about that because I, I think he you know he rightly felt that that you know the two worked together and that was one of the things that, that I really admired about him and I really loved about that show is that you could you could do comedy and drama and just bang them against each other you could do you could have a, a dreadfully serious scene about a murder and the next scene you know uh danny crane is uh you know smoking cigars and yeah. losing his mind and 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 that's that they're always fun to watch too when yeah. you sit there it's like it's yeah. some, sometimes when you watch a drama like if, if you're going to watch a drama you know like let's say okay you'll watch a law and order svu you know that's going to be hard-hitting drama. yeah yeah but then you sit and put on some shows and you sit there and i can't think of right now but i know that there's that new show with uh Josh Dumel uh, on CBS. It's called Something Creek or whatever Battle. Oh Creek. yeah, yeah, Battle Creek. But you yeah, watch I've that, and it's that, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. It's there's humor, and that's yeah, the thing, and, yeah, that, and that's what's yeah. good because I think yeah. David Kelly sort of brought yeah. that into the forefront yeah. where you could do yeah. that, yeah. and it makes it fun because right now, and I'll be honest, I mean, there's sitcoms. I mean, if you want to watch really good sitcoms, you have to go to HBO or you know. Anything. I know, I know, and I know, so you want to get that laugh, yeah. but it's cool. Yeah. So you were, yeah. and so your comedy, you know, it's funny because yeah. your comedy background, yeah, and then they have you doing the drama parts, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, so I did that for three years, which again was a steady job, amazingly. Um, and then I I did Terriers. I don't know if you. I like that show. It was I was a I was a great show. I'm very very very, very proud of that show. Uh, yeah. Donald Logue, I think. Donald Logue and uh, the girl Denbo uh, uh, is Jamie Denbo cousins with a girl I went to high school with. Um, Michael Raymond uh, James and and 
and it, it was a great show. And it, it, it was funny because it, it got the best reviews of any show I've ever been on. I mean, it just got right. You would have, would have written them yourself. They had rave reviews, and nobody watched it. And again, if 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 this had been the old times when they reran shows, I think people would have found it in reruns because a couple, like two years later on Netflix, it does really well and it has a really good reputation. But that does you no good because everybody's gone and doing different things. Don Logue's on Gotham and right. uh, uh, Tim Manier's running uh, American Horror Story and uh, uh, Ted Griffin's living in New York doing movies and Sean Ryan's had dozens of other shows since right. then. So, I mean, it, it, it's everybody's just split apart. You couldn't bring it back again. But it... It was a, it was a it was a great show. I I loved it. I loved it. Now yeah. you also after yeah. that wrote some for more sitcoms. You wrote for Rob. I wrote for Rob. Well, that, that I, it, it, was, it was interesting enough. I wrote for Rob right after I wrote for Terriers. So what and, was that like going and, back to a sitcom? And, was it and, easy? And well, it was. It was that that show got the worst reviews <laughs> I've ever had. I mean, it was just uniformly every review just absolutely hated it. And actually, it did pretty well. It did pretty well in the ratings. But I think by then the network was just so disgusted with it that they uh that they canceled it was it was the highest rated show that was canceled that year <laughs> so it was it i i well i mean i i i've, I've gone back i've done sitcoms i did the soul man and um and i you know i love i love sitcoms i love i love multi-camera sitcoms is it's where i grew up it's where i started i there's a there's a feeling you get when you are filming that episode in front of an audience that you get to see the whole thing it's like putting on a play you know it's 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 there's really nothing else like it in sh- in show business in tv and movies because in you know tv you know when you're doing one camera shows drama shows and one camera comedy you know you're shooting all out of order you 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 know you have to you know okay you have to cry because your kid just died right and it's first thing in the morning and yeah it's the first thing you shot you know right uh whereas in you know multi-camera comedy not that you do multi-camera comedies about kids dying but um um still you <laughs> every know, once in a while that yeah, special yeah, episode yeah <laughs> the very special episode um you know you do the show in order right there in front of an audience they get to experience it all that it's great it's wonderful i mean not, nothing there's no greater thrill than that when it goes when it goes well now, as you were writing through Cheers and Bob and all that, and I know, I think you did you create the Fighting Fitzgeralds? Did, I, I, did, I didn't create it, but I, I did run it. Yeah. Were you creating? I mean, were you trying to create shows, or were you fine being a showrunner? Or yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I did. I did a lot of pilots that that haven't gone, and I did. I did a show called Thanks, that is one of my favorite things I ever did. That was a sitcom about the Pilgrims. Why is that one of your favorite? Why? What, Just because it, it was great. <laughs> Now you created that. Yeah, yeah, me, me and Mark Legan. Um uh you know, it just it just it just was wonderful. I mean, it had uh Cloris Leachman and Tim Dutton and uh Kristen Nelson and Erica Christensen and it was just it it just it just was a wonderful experience. We did six of them. I don't know why they put it on the air. I don't know why they did because it was it was literally it was a, a sitcom about the pilgrims. I mean it 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 it, it took the the all the tropes and cliches of of a family sitcom and put it back in pilgrim times so how did you come up with that idea i'm just wondering because it's so bizarre now now it would it would kill i um, bet i you know i i had i had always been a huge fan of a show called best of the west that ed weinberger did um uh which was that uh, a sitcom set in the west i also was a huge fan of black adder and so the idea of doing you know historical comedy you know it it's just struck me as funny okay and and i couldn't think of a you, you couldn't think of a period of time that there's more mythology about than the than the pilgrim period and uh it just it just 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 struck me as funny and, and um and it, you know they 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 didn't give us any notes on it either because they couldn't figure out how to give us notes on it because it was just so odd <laughs> so every every episode we did was was just wonderful and we did six of them and uh we ended with a thanksgiving we did a thanksgiving episode even though it wasn't airing anywhere near thanksgiving because we figured we have to do a thanksgiving episode <laughs> and michael horse playing squanto um and it it was uh it was a wonderful experience i loved it and 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 the lead was british and he did six episodes and we're done and he felt that that was a complete series <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was it's, fine with isn't him. that weird it's like I, we started we started watching luther on netflix and it's yeah, a great show yeah. but you sitting there go 
wait a second, four episodes is a yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. If you binge watch, you've done all three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Th- Faulty Towers, which is you know one of the great right. sitcoms that we ran for three years. There's th- like 13 episodes of Faulty Towers in in toto. That would be you know a show had been canceled after right. it's after it begun. So. Um, I don't know, but uh, that that was a that was a, a wonderful one. I, I loved that one. So you're writing the TV, you've written movies. Now you're writing novels. Now how did you how did you st- when did you start doing that or when I, I mean was I it started something- that kind of the same way I, I started writing scripts. It was I just figured you know I well, one thing I kind of wanted to see if I could do it. I I I'd, I'd written as I said short stories when I was in t- in high school, but I hadn't written any prose since then. So um, I uh, I wanted to see whether I could write in complete sentences and and you know tell a story and all that. So I wrote a book. I, you know, it took me a long time because I wrote it in my spare time, which I didn't have any. And um, um, I was I felt very accomplished that I had finished it. And then it um, you know I sent it out and it got published. And um, and then I didn't write anything again for about. 10 years and then I started because uh, I, I kind of figured out how to do it I, I sort of figured out how to um, how to write in a genre now when um, you first when you first was sending the book out the your first one what was your first one called it was called always six o'clock now was it did people sit there when you sent it out and say oh this guy used to write for tv was there like sort of like that a literary angst like wait a second he's a tv writer or i mean was that something i that- I, I i did get that in the reviews um i did get that in the reviews people say oh he's a tv writer but i didn't really i didn't really get that from the uh from the publisher and from the agents and all that they just you know, thought I was. I mean, you have to come from somewhere. <laughs> how, how would it feel like if, you, if let's say you got a better review in your book? Okay, now a sitcom. If a sitcom or a show gets canceled, hey, it's it's a collaborative process. Is it harder to take? An inst- yeah, no, no, no. It, it was it was hard. It 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 was it was hard to take. Yeah, it is hard to take because it's all you. I mean, everything. It's all you. I mean, there is. You can't blame anything. You can't say the actors didn't do a good job or the director wasn't up to it. I mean, ev- you you've you've done everything in this book. So yeah, yeah. If it doesn't get a good review, that that feels uh, feels kind of bad. And I and I I I had let the the agents or the the rather the editor kind of talk me into rewriting it and ch- sort of changing it from a, a you know it was a really dark. Thriller, and that goes back to when you were yeah. younger. You yeah, lots of yeah. Stuff you and, and I, so I sort of changed it to a more romantic type book, but it didn't really. It wasn't really either here nor there. So it, I've, it, it didn't, it didn't do well. It didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. But then later on, uh, I, I started writing uh, some horror fiction, and 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 I realized that. I went back to the original version, and I got the, I got the rights back from the publisher, and I published it again. It's coming out next month, um, uh, as with a different title called Fifteen Minutes to Live," and this is the, this is the original version of it, um, that I think is much better and much stronger, and 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 I like that, and and, and I, I I had given that around, or I you know self published that, and had done pretty well. And then I wrote another book and sold that, and I started writing with Janet Ivanovich. How'd that happen? Because, as I said, my girlfriend reads all the ones about the the uh, bounty hunter. Those yeah, books. yeah, and she's yeah, written the one. Yeah. It's it's uh, uh, Lizzie and Diesel. She's yeah. read. My girlfriend's read because she's like, oh, because as soon as I saw, I saw it. Only because she's reading one of the books right now. By yeah. Janet, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. I know Lizzie. Oh, you know. So yeah. how did that collaboration happen? Uh, you know, it, it was years ago. I I like. 15 years ago I w- when I was writing movies I wrote the first adaptation for of her first big book her first uh, mystery book One for the Money uh, this is not the version that got made with Catherine Heigl right. this was long 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 before that how does that make you um, feel like when you see a movie that you were working then you see it come out years later do you sit there and go what the hell and, yeah. and it got bad reviews yeah I know, so I know. Going, I, well, I mean, going, what the hell uh, I mean nothing okay. but you're sitting there going does that sit there, does that put a well, bug up your crawl uh, it, 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 yes and no I mean for one thing I, in a way I'm glad it, I'm glad my name wasn't on right. it but on the other hand if my name had been on it I would have gotten some money right so you know you know you figure but um 
uh, I, I so I done that adaptation of it, and I got to know Janet then, and this is when she was first starting, you know, as she then she took off, and I did, you know, I, I did it actually as a pilot for television too, and we just stayed close. We were we were good friends, and then of course she took off and became, you know, one of the biggest selling writers in the country, and um, and she was doing uh, uh, start, started collaborating with a friend of mine, Lee Goldberg, uh, on a series of books. Uh, called Fo- the Fox and O'Hare books, and uh, you know, I, I just I just wrote her and said, "Hey, you know, congratulations, that's doing really well." And she said, "You want to do one?" And I said, "Sure, I'd love to." Because by then I had written, I had I had I had been back in 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 writing uh, books. I'd written a, a novel that that's coming out in July called Crush, but I had sold it, but it hadn't been it wasn't wasn't published yet, and um, uh, I. Um, and and so I, I was kind of in the rhythm of, of writing and I said, Sure, why not? That'd be great. So we, we started collaborating. I did a have a four novel deal with her. I've written written two of them. The first one comes out in July. Uh you have a lot going on in July. We, a lot going on. Well I have I have uh, they are reprinting the, the uh the the fifty minutes to live in May, the Wicked Charms comes out in June and uh Crush comes out in July, so yeah, it's a it's busy, busy time. Busy, 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 busy. But the the naturally the, the obviously the Janet Ivanovich one is the biggest one that that um, um, is it, it was great. And it's a great experience working with her, and it just it's just it, I I was lucky enough to to when I started in in comedy to write with the best people to write with David Lloyd and with Bob Allison and with. Glenn and Les Charles, you know the the best writers, right. and this is like that too. I mean, I'm writing with the the best popular fiction writer of today. Now, how is the collaboration process? Do you sit there and write something and send it to her, or do yeah. you guys actually sit down yeah. and write? Well, or? Uh, she lives in Florida, okay. and I live in in um, in South Pasadena, so we, we we'd mostly do it through email. We've gotten together a few times, but mostly we do it through email, and and and. Dropbox and various things, and uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, you know, we we work out the plot. You know, I write a version of it, send it to her. She rewrites it, sends it to me. Tell, tells me everything I did wrong, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I try and rewrite it. And then we, so it's a, it's it's a very much of a collaboration. And there are established characters that you're writing for. Well, the the, the, the this one, this one is the, this one is uh, this one is a series that she had begun uh, with uh, two novels ago. Uh, and um, and so it, it it was a bit a bit harder because you know it was kind of like writing for Boston Legal you know you're writing in David Kelly's voice for characters that David Kelly has created and you know you there are times you get it wrong and times you get it right and and uh, um, but I you know I, I have a fair bit of experience at doing that so I was able to I was able to do it but um, the the other novel the 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 novel that comes out next year. Um, is a, an original series that I'm starting with her, so okay. that, that that one is a little bit easier because it's, so that can um, even possibly go further if these are yeah. I mean, I'm 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 writing the second one. I'm writing the second one now. So uh, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. crush. It yeah. looks like it looks like a, it's the toughest, coolest. Buy. I mean, how did how did how did you get your character for crush? Was it based on somebody you know? Because what I see is it seems it reminds me like 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 when he was alive, uh, Michael Clark knocking. It seems like that kind of yeah character. yeah yeah. Well, I, I I knew a couple of bodyguards and a couple of, of bouncers, and they just struck me as very interesting people, and um and I thought you know it would be interesting. Just in general, you know, we, when you, we you, you, you they always tell you write what you know and all that, and 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 so in general, my main characters were always kind of like me you know kind of they thought a lot and were you know introspective and unsure of themselves and all that and it's not well fuck it let's write a character that knows what he wants who's absolutely sure of himself who's confident who has uh you know who's you know built like a uh, a tank and um and see how that goes and it, and and it was really fun it was really fun and uh um you know i i i uh you know it it is it is it is basically a a private detective uh, series. Uh, it's going to be a series, although he's not a private detective. He's he's you know he's kind of. I don't know if you ever know how familiar you are with like Travis McGee. You know he, he kind of kind of does favors for people, right? And and, and in return, a fixer. They, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and um, it uh, yeah it it just it just was very liberating to write a character like that. Now let's say this that takes off and mm-hmm. they make it into a 
a movie series. Mm-hmm. Are are you going to want to write the screenplays for that, or are you going to be hands on, or how will that happen for well, you? Well, you know, it's funny. I, oh, sure, I'd love to write the screenplay for that. Um, they they almost never sometimes, but they, they almost never have the writer of the book do the adaptation. I guess they did with Gone Girl and a few things. But you know, even 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 writers who are established writers, when their books are done, usually somebody else writes them. It's very odd. Uh, so yeah, sure. Why not? I'd love to. Now, do you have a few more planned for the crush? Do you already have like? Yeah, yeah. I'm working on the second one for that too. Now, have you put an arc out where it says, okay, if I get the second one, a third, a fourth? I mean, do you do constantly? No, I probably should, shouldn't I? And that's wondering <laughs> if you constantly come up with ideas because you said you think a lot, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, your mind must yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm, my mind is always working. My mind is always working. I, never, I can't stop it. And uh, and when you're you know when you're writing something you know every, everything you hear you think oh i could use that or right, use right. That. you know it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a very fertile time we have a few minutes left uh-huh. um now any plans to go back to tv or are you just concentrating on novels right now or do you want to even you go know, back to I, tv I, I you know i i like to go back to tv i'd like to go i just do whatever comes in front of me i i'm i'm not i'm not um i'm certainly uh um you know I I love TV and uh, I would I, I do movies again you know whatever How about whatever happens theater theater I I, I guess I would I do the problem with theater well well first of all books don't pay anything you know books don't you know generally you just do them for the love of it and you have to have another job and uh, theaters that way too you know um, um, it you know there are there are a few writers of books who make a lot of money. There are very few play- <laughs> playwrights right. who make a lot of money, and um, so the amount of time it takes—I don't know—I—I—I—I I, I do think about doing theater again, but I haven't—I haven't—I haven't written a play since for like thirty years. Any uh, creating? Are you thinking of creating any TV shows now or no? Yeah, yeah, I got a few things that I'm pitching. Yeah. So yeah, you sit there and yeah. you sit down, you get the process, and you write it out, and it's you know it's an ongoing process. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you have you have you have lots of lots of ideas swirling around in your head, and um, and uh, yeah, yeah. You have to. The nice thing about 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 books also is that you know you're you're you don't well you don't really have to pitch them. You know, you can you can sort of uh, write them. And you know, on your website, it says you're Elmer Leonard on crack. That is, I, I, I have, I have been compared a number of times to Elmer <laughs> Leonard, which is very funny to me. I, I never really think, I never really think about that. That's that's cool. Uh, that's uh, a yeah, great. Yeah. No, I love that. I love Elmer Leonard. I love Elmer Leonard. If I if I write like anybody, I I think I write like Donald Westlake, but but I. Yes. Everyone knows Elmer. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah. Uh, it was great talking to you. Um, now, do you tweet? Are you a tweet? Do you tweet at all? I do tweet. I, I have a Twitter account. I don't tweet very often because you I don't tweet. know. I don't can't think of anything to say. Okay, just... but I I do occasionally tweet. What's your, tw- what's your Twitter? Uh? <laughs> it's 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 Fief Sutton. And people, it's P H O E F S U T T O N, which is also your website. Which is also my website. It's the nice thing about having that name. Nothing else can. Yeah, it's great. Because I mean, you guys have someone <laughs> yeah, put yeah. like a thief yeah, that, yeah. that you'd be like yeah. .net. You know, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then people can yeah. get all your updates on your website. Yes, and yes, they can yes. they look up yeah. your work and, there. And 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 Facebook too. I, I'm on that too. And um, uh, yeah, no, I I have uh, a lot a lot coming up. So. Good. Well, I'm, I'm gonna keep go to his website. I want to thank you. It was great meeting you. And I know we you were busy last week, and we went back and forth. And yes, it was good that yeah, you come yeah. over. And that's what I love when I find someone that I know their name, and I go, I send a note, and I go, and when they say yes, I go, holy crap! I mean, <laughs> cheers. So so yeah, people check it out. FeefSutton.com. Also, I'll go to my website, CooperTalk.net. That's CooperTalk.net. I have over three hundred around three hundred and seventy episodes up. You can also send me an email, Cooper at CooperTalk.net. I'll answer your questions. If you have a guest suggestion, I'll try to get them. Uh, Twitter, it's at Cooper Talk. I tweet a lot. I tweet a lot of jokes. I try to just, you know, I try to tweet, tweet, tweet funny stuff. And check that out. Yeah, and uh, iTunes and Stitcher, it's one word, Cooper Talk. Also, you can listen to me on All Radio X with the great uh, Brody James runs that station. And also the 405media.com. And go to my new website, stopthesalt.com. That's my uh, low-sodium cookbook I wrote because uh, after I got out of the pro- hospital with heart problems, I had to change my diet. So it's Stop the Salt, uh, low-sodium cooking for one without killing yourself. It's 120 
basic easy recipes. There's no pictures because I know when you look at a cookbook and you see this great picture, you're like, I can't cook that. I mean, everyone gets intimidated. And the ingredients are very basic because you don't, you know, I have a spice rack. I have no cumin. I have, I have none of that stuff. But when you look, when you cook and you see all these spices, you go, I can't do that. So check it out, stopthesalt.com. You can also buy it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. But buy it through me. I make more money, and I'll even sign it for you, and I'll mail it out to you. And just don't follow me if my address is in there. Don't show up at my house. So go to fiefsutton.com. Follow, follow him on Twitter, at fiefsutton. And don't forget, follow me at Cooper Talk. Remember, I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guest. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. I will talk to you all next week.